the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. for coming to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. That is a song with a topic that should always be at the center of our lives. Love is Our Weapon from Remedy Drive's 2014 album, Commodity. Hopefully you listened into last week's show and heard The Antidote's talk with David Zock of Remedy Drive. Tonight we're going to carry on with that conversation, but the focus is going to switch from the band's past music to their amazing new release, The North Star. David brings more of his experiences about combating human trafficking, along with other social issues. 
and why they're the theme of the North Star. Before we get into that conversation, Cued Up is a really brief song from the North Star dealing with a longing for God on the track kingdom. Take me to the king's kingdom Show me what it looks like Baby, I need to see something beautiful tonight Tell me of her castles and her boars Shining in the half-light Baby, I need to see Something beautiful tonight. It must be a huge worry for your family about your involvement with Exodus Road. How does your wife and kids respond? They're proud of me. And I'm really moved by that. I mean, for my wife, when I came home from that meeting with Matt Parker, she knew what I was writing about. And uh, she knew that, you know, I showed her uh, an article that I read about this guy named Aaron Cohen that does similar work. This guy really moved me. And I remember reading that article. I was like, man, in another life, maybe I could do something like this. And my wife and I are laying in bed that night after I met with Matt. And I said, hey, Anna, I think I'm supposed to do this. I think I'm supposed to go do undercover work. No one's going to listen. Um, it has to be costly to us if we're going to be recruiting people into this line of work. And she's like, no way. What are you talking about? And this is the way our marriage works. I was like, well, Matt's coming over for breakfast tomorrow. I invited him. And uh, <laughs> so I, we made some eggs and Matt's sitting there and he's talking about the failed raids. He's talking about the investigations. He's talking about Sudir in India, just getting stuff done on a regular basis. And Anna just responds like she's crying and she's like, David's going to join you. This will be our legacy. And that confidence and that single mindedness uh, really defines my wife and has defined her throughout this because she deals with the baggage that I bring home emotionally from from being over there. And she's come out with me once, which I think has been really helpful for us because she sees the context. She understands the sorrow. It was my wife that noticed that a lot of these girls' high heels are too big for them. And um, she brought that female uh, observing and that female connection to a lot of the stories of, of the girls I meet that you know I don't notice as well, being a guy. Your wife had said this was going to be your legacy. Do you think what you're doing there physically, hands-on, in those countries is going to overshadow what you're doing as a musician? Because it's the same message that you're carrying with that right now. Yeah, I, I can't, um, I don't compartmentalize it. The songs from the North Star, you know, commodity, we finished commodity after uh, my first time going overseas. And a lot of the lyric got shifted to concentrate more on that work. Um, but now the lyric from the North Star celebrates the bravery and the work of the abolitionists and other areas of justice and mercy and compassion that I meet. And is inspired by that courage, inspired by conversations I've had with Sudhir, our undercover operative from India that leads up the team there, with Matt Parker from the Exodus Road, with a child I met 
in North Dakota that told me uh, that her family has been inspired to hunt wolves and rescue princesses is the way this child told me. It was so beautiful. And that stuff moves me. And, and hearing the, the way my wife described some of the conversations with the girls that she met while undercover found its way into the lyric of a song called Sunlight on Her Face. So it's all wrapped together. The legacy is this whole thing, this idea that I can use my rock band, my microphone and my six strings, my guitar and our platform to help fund and raise awareness about the abolition and specifically the work of the Exodus Road. And that that then feeds into the music and feeds into, you know, that's why we're doing this interview too, you know, is because there's something more than just music. But then at the same time, the music is the core of it. Those melodies are what I have to offer in a unique way. And I don't ever want to forget that or stray from that, you know. Unlike a lot of the guys I work with, unlike Liam Neeson's character in the Taken movie, I don't possess a particular set of skills. <laughs> when it comes to uh, that kind of surveillance work. But I do possess this other kind of skills, and I'm gonna use that, I'm gonna use my voice until it wears out. Precious girl from the countryside An only daughter of a farmer's bride So much to fear and so much to hide She hides She's resigned, it seems, and exhausted too She's got memories of a dream that got lost in me But her eyes still gleam from across the room I write a love song for a prostitute Your perfume on your feet from her hair 
She's the last in the room and the first to care She held you at the tomb with the dew and the air Cruel spear in your side on the hill She was there on the wall with the spies and the pale moon Hidden there by her side in the back of the room She's a child and a bride in Sahara Dune She's a daughter of Syria and Cameroon From the streets of Brazil to the hills of Thailand On the boards strewn fields of Uganda sand She's maybe 15, she's American She's praying, are you listening? Do you understand? speaking a little bit here about the North Star. I'm extremely opinionated, so I'm not saying this lightly. The North Star has one of the most well-written songs I've heard in a really long time. Warlike covers so much ground, and so accurately. I'd love to hear the story behind the song. Warlike is a song that little hints of it came up in writing sessions over the last seven years. There's elements from the song Commodity and Warlike lyric that could have been used in Commodity and ideas that could have been used in Commodity. And my brother Philip came up with a bass riff. And he sent it over to me. And the first time I tried to start putting lyric on top of it was in a hotel. We had been up till 6 a.m. flying to get to Southeast Asia. And Phil was going to join me to start the record in Asia within blocks of the red light streets that we worked at night doing casework with the Exodus Road. And I had all these little couplets, little two-liners, maybe sets of eight lines, and started just putting on it, just flowed right out into it. But the ideas from all those couplets came from conversations, for instance, with a group of Congolese refugees that my wife and I had in our house for dinner. And they described to me what happened to their country how King Leopold, for some reason, the world looks on as a human being, owns a whole nation. How, how is that okay? How do we look the other way when something like that happens? King Leopold. And then over the next couple centuries, their land is just raped. Their natural resources are stripped out. Dictators and warlords are propped up. Presidents are propped up that make tons of money. And the West and the East competes for their cult and, and for their uranium you know and colton is a blood mineral that we find in our cell phones and the way it's unethically harvested by international corporations in 2017 and 2018 this thing is something that makes my heart bleed why are we still this way and when i watch wonder woman and and um aries the god of war that's the power 
that this warlikeness has over us all the way back to the first time in the story of the first two brothers and that rock, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the way that uh, in the movie Noah that, that that rock turns into a knife, into a dagger, and then it's flowing through the air, and then it's a, a gun um, from the Civil War era. We've always been so good at this. We've always developed these technologies, and it's always been powerful people taking power over and taking from, and that colonialism that we never repented of. And the the way we stole land here in this part of the world from the First Nations and from the indigenous tribes and built our economy on the backs of slaves. And then, you know, the thought today is, ah, it was 200 years ago, what's the big deal? Or segregation was 50 years ago in the States, what's the big deal? Come on, let's move on from it. We never really repent of this. And we, we never really weep with those who weep. And as people run for their lives today from wars and conflicts, we don't recognize our responsibility as humans and our responsibility as followers of another kingdom to say, hey, we want to be involved in giving you safe harbor. All of that combined, it's too much to say. So that's why there's just so much lyric in that song. Sometimes we have to lament. Sometimes we need to weep. And that song is me just weeping for those who weep and wanting something to be different and and not wanting to be quiet silence in support of oppression warlike is probably going to be the best song i hear all year thank you man thank you i I need to hear that because it will cost me fans it's going to cost me traction with people but I, i just had to say it i had to be honest Oh, 
I'm bringing it up again and again. I give it into me the sugar cane. It's still the same one. Look at me other way today. It feels like we've forgotten. Out the demand. Be no need for supply. Now you understand why I'm fired up about the song Warlike. And that's not the only great song on the North Star. Coming up, David Zock speaks about what influenced the album, and Remedy Drive delivers a very different version of a Bob Marley classic, Redemption. I brought up about U2 earlier, and I do yeah. hear some of their style coming through on the song Warlike. Has mm. U2 meant something to you? Yeah, for sure. Um, I can think of several moments in my teenage years, uh, you know, tearing up when with or without you is playing or the way that I still haven't found what I'm looking for has impacted me so profoundly. And then they come back with beautiful day, you know, in that album, um, the couple albums ago, I, it grew on me so fast. It, it took a while. But just the way they put songs together, I, I love the delay pedal, you know, and Edge is the one that made that you know, so popular. And I just, I've always been moved by their music. The North Star is the second album from the band that looks at human trafficking. You just felt that things had been left unsaid on the commodity release? Yeah, and I was, I was in a weird spot. So my dad said to me, he's like, now what do you do? Are all your albums going to be about slavery now? Um but yeah, I feel like there was things that were left unsaid. Granted, there's really only two or three songs that really, really focus on slavery on the North Star. Um, but they all play into this idea. If you look at a song like Brighter Than Apathy or Polaris and a couple other ones, they all have a similar trend, and that is celebrating what seems insignificant, the work of people in the arena of justice and mercy and compassion. I want to broaden it out because I know that not everybody is moved to fight slavery. We all kind of lament it with these songs, but everybody has a, a separate role in these different arenas and trying to celebrate that with, you know, was something that I, I missed on commodity, which I think is the biggest emphasis of this album. 
It's also interesting that you brought in a cover of Bob Marley. I mean, I guess you've done that before. It must mean that you're a fan. The North Star covers his redemption song. Something that was odd, I noticed in the album liner that the song is also credited to Edwin Hawkins. Is that not the same guy that made Oh Happy Day famous? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I I assume that Marley wrote it himself. So when we uh, put the album liner together, I, I haven't even looked him up, to be honest with you. That song from Bob Marley, it must be speaking to you. It certainly ties into the context of the album. My favorite thing about using that song is I'm using the words of Bob Marley to go to our supporters, those that have stuck with us over the years, and say, won't you help me sing these songs of freedom? Uh, and that's something that we're really thankful for. We have a group of people that help make this possible, because we don't have a record label anymore. And then he says, it's all I've ever had, redemption song. And going back to what we talked about, this is, this is our unique contribution. These songs and these melodies somehow in a way that I'll never understand. Just having them exist is so important. And having um, Propaganda, the rapper that was on the album, he called him Prophet Marley. He's like, because I I thought he could maybe rap on that bridge. He's like, I don't want to touch Prophet Marley's piece there. (laughs) 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 The way he said that. Uh, But the song just seems like it was written in 2018. Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. Have no fear for atomic energy, because none of them can top the time. And here in the middle of all this recording, you know, I reference don't need an AK or an A-bomb on commodity. And then referencing that in the midst of all the fire and fury talk, um, it just gives me a peace to know that that uh, guys like Bob Marley and Martin Luther King Jr., you know, Martin Luther King Jr. said that the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. And I, I just want to put all my weight towards bending it the little bit that I can bend it towards justice in my time here. I want to contribute in the same way Prophet Marley contributed. <laughs> I love how you term it as Prophet Marley. Yeah, well, I got that from propaganda. <laughs> here's, here's a funny thing is three years ago, we were covering that song at concerts. And that's, I actually met propaganda because he was uh, an artist at an event we were doing in Omaha. And, you know, if you know Propaganda, he has dreadlocks, and um, his dad was a civil rights activist, pretty radical one in the 60s. And so I, uh, when I met him, I was like, hey, I got to ask your permission. I don't have dreadlocks. Can I sing this Bob Marley song tonight? It was just kind of, <laughs> I was just joking around. And uh, he was real gracious about it. Hey, this is David Sock with Remedy Drive, and you've got The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Old pirates, yes, they rabbi, sold I to the merchant ships. Minutes after they took I from the bottomless pit. My hand was made strong by the hand of the Almighty. We forward in this generation triumphantly. Won't you help me sing? 
have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the Won't you help me sing? propaganda in on a song on the North Star Sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. What was it that he was going to add to the song? Well, I wanted him somewhere on the album. Um, I had just seen a panel with John Foreman from Switchfoot and Propaganda and David Dark and uh, one of the singers from The New Respects around the time of the Charleston shooting. And um, I had just uh, went and joined a demonstration in the state capitol of Tennessee um, in front of a one of the founders of the KKK is bust is there in the Tennessee state capitol and more so I was uh, really bummed out one of those white supremacists had um, went into my brother's church and interrupted his church service my brother has adopted three black children and so imagine being the father of three black children and having one of the white supremacists the day after someone was killed in Charlottesville have your church service interrupted. And this guy's trying to explain to them why he's just trying to preserve white culture and it's not racist. Oh my. And all that baloney, you know? Yeah. And then hearing propaganda and the way he talked about it in that, in that panel with John Foreman, 
there's a lot of education that's needed, and that's that's giving people the benefit of the doubt. So when I posted my video with my daughters, one of my daughters was holding a um, a doll, an American Girl doll, and they all have their own backstories. Each character, those dolls, and her doll is an African American doll, and she was a civil rights activist. That's her story. And so we we needed to take that doll to a to a rally. <laughs> um, so for me, part of the reason to have propaganda on the record is, you know, in war like the song we already talked about, I say you don't look a thing like Jesus Christ to me. You look like self righteous apathy. You look like entitlement. You look like supremacy. Ye who tread on the weak to defend the wealthy. And there's so many people saying, hey. Racial inequality does not exist in America. People say that. They, they have to believe that. And I, I understand why they say it, because if, if it exists, then it means that, no, we have a lot of work to be done in this area. There, there are systems that need to be fixed. And propaganda, I just felt like part of the reason I wanted him on the album so that people in our community can hear it from him, because I think he has more authority than I do to speak on it. But at the same time, I can't be silent on it. Um, and I also knew that one of his lines from his newest album, I think it was on the song Crooked, maybe, but he says that's why Jamie uh, packed his family up and moved to Fallujah. And he's referencing Jamie from uh, an organization called Preemptive Love. I'm wearing their shirt today. It says Love Anyways. Um, he goes and he follows those barrel bombs. He follows all the conflict in Syria and Iraq with food and humanitarian aid. And it's a, an organization that my family... Um, tries to help fund and so to have propaganda on the album shines a light by the very nature of him being on the album on racial inequality in our country but specifically having him on the song sanctuary um to partner with a guy like that on something that i know is important to him based on his tweets and our conversations uh to have him specifically help me talk about the refugee crisis which similar to slavery there's more refugees than any other time in human history. Here it is, Sanctuary, featuring vocals from Propaganda.
probably well aware that the North Star won't be considered a radio-friendly album because of its length. <laughs> the album runs 56 minutes, and several of the tracks are over five minutes long. Is a story better told in long form, or is it just you're unable to edit what you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess there is an art to gleaning something. Um one of my favorite bands is Cigarettes, and they got eight, ten-minute songs. And if you look back, 
you said you came in on Remedy Drive in 2008, but if you go back farther, we were never really commercial before that, that commercial album, Daylight. We had long mm-hmm. songs, long instrumentals. I grew up listening to Fish and Dave Matthews and going to Fish concerts. Sometimes they'd go 30 minutes on a song, you know. Specifically, like Brighter Than Apathy, that's a seven-minute song. There was just a lot to be said. And when we had to edit it to play for like a TV thing, it's just hard to put it down to three and a half, four minutes. Those builds, if they happen too fast, they just don't seem authentic. And maybe that's just me making excuses for it. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. I just like it. I like it to build, and I like it to be a slow build. Well, something else that's changed on the North Star is that you also stretched your music style. There's a lot of variation throughout the album. Is this simply your sound maturing? I, I hope so. I'd like to think of it that way. And and, and I've, I've been more honest about my influences. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of fast lyric and rap-influenced lyric on songs like Warlike and Brighter Than Apathy. That's not a recent influence for me. You look back at the 90s, uh, bands like Beck and Cake and Red Hot Chili Peppers which was needed, that style was needed to get out that level of lyric. I, I, I want to do it if you would hold up a document of all the lyric from the North Star and compare it to the lyric from Commodity and Daylight and Resuscitate. It probably has more lyric on that one album than all those three albums combined. So that might be a reason for the, the style. But then also when we, me and my brother and my kids uh, watched Stranger Things, like Phil went out and bought that Juno synthesizer that week. And that thing is all over our album. Because <laughs> that's that nostalgia. That was when I was a kid, man. That's what things sounded like when I was a kid. Uh, and it just moved us so much. It's all coming full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Your heart, what are you spending on? 
Brighter Than Apathy, a call to action from Remedy Drive. That song and David Zucker write, We shouldn't just sit on our butts. We all need to be heard about what's right and what is wrong. And that's a legacy that each of us can leave. <laughs> sort of sounds like I'm preaching a story you already know. It's time for me to take a quick break from Remedy Drive to give you the plan for the next show. We're going to get into music that's both artistic and very unusual. And I guess that's all I'll say for now. You'll need to tune in next week to hear the music of the artists Osprey Shire and Captive Portal. I do love speaking with an artist who shares about what's important. And that's certainly been the case with Remedy Drive's David Zock. So it's sad to say that this is the last of that talk. And the antidote is going to close with the song Endless. And we'll see you next time. Towards the end of the North Star, there's the song Endless, and the lyrics speak about how we're sons and daughters of the realm and will win this. Hmm. Then the lyrics go on to say, we're far too comfortable here. We're far too safe. Do you feel that we can even win when we're, you know, sitting here in the warm and cozy first world? Well, yeah, there's there's a real contrast there between the verses and the chorus, and what, what glues them together is, I say, uh, there's an untamed desire from a distant shore, like a dream or a memory of something more, on the threshold of mystery behind a closed door. Have we forgotten that we forgot? And that's Chesterton. He talks about this idea that there's a song that we are born remembering, and it's in moments of inspiration that we even remember that we forgot it. And I think everybody has that, that longing to participate in something important and something bigger than ourselves, bigger than our lives, bigger than time. Uh, and the references to Shield Maiden showing up on the first song and the references to the Shire from this song gives context to it. Uh, I'm taking a lot of influence from C.S. Lewis and from J.R. Tolkien here. The idea that we could stay home in our comfortable Shire um, or we can go out like Frodo Baggins did, and and be this agent of change. As the Queen of the Elves said of Frodo, why did you choose Frodo, Gandalf? And he said it's through these ordinary acts of everyday creatures that would keep the darkness at bay. So I do not think that staying home in safe, comfortable, insulated, shrink-wrapped Brentwood, Tennessee is an answer for our world problems and merely tweeting about them from from afar. The people that have inspired me have put themselves in the midst of these issues. And that's what I want the listener to take away. I want this music hopefully will just begin by moving somebody, the melodies alone. But where is it going to move them? That's what's exciting. I don't know. The Antidote has been meeting with Remedy Drive's David Zock. This has been a pleasure. And thanks for putting up with all these questions. Hey, I, I really enjoy it. I love it when somebody knows the, the songs and you're willing to be honest about us being maybe overly commercial back in the day. I, I, I love it to interview somebody that's done their research, and you really have. Well, thanks. Thanks for helping me say it, man. 